Connor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that, my you thinking again? That is right, that is right. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Connor. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well, all things considered. Uh, very busy times, but you know, I'm living it up. I can't, I can't complain too much. Right. Uh, how's the weather in Wisco over today? Um, I mean, colder than it was this past weekend for sure, but uh, sunny, so I mean, I'm not complaining. How's uh, West Lafayette? Yeah, basically the same boat. Like, it was so beautiful here, like, just a couple of days ago, and then bam, now we're in the 50s and 40s, and I'm like, well, <laughs> this is not ideal. This is just the saddest thing. Um, but you know, not, we're, we don't, we're not here to talk about the weather though. We discuss it far more than we need to. Um, before we continue, it is time we drop some big, so I shouldn't say big, but time to drop some updates on the show because every once in a while we have to talk about the show's quality. You know, sometimes we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make some changes and seeing as we just passed the two year anniversary, I think it's about time for some things to change up a little bit, you know, spice things up a little bit, not, nothing too crazy though. So, uh, David described it as an intervention, but essentially we got we had some people come <laughs> together. Some people came together. We, they pointed out some things that we we both me and David have had on our minds for a while, but something we should finally address. And that is the length of episodes. Uh, people were saying that the episodes are too long, and they wish they could cut them down a little bit more. But me and David really like having long discussions, and we think we don't want to artificially shorten our discussions because then we might miss out on some good points, you know, and. The point is, we want to have our show feel similar, but at the same time, we understand not everybody can sit down and watch an hour and a half long episode on Annie. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone can digest that. So, here's the solution that me and David have posed. So, the first big change is that the very first of uh, the very first episode of every month, uh, at least for this summer, we'll see if we change things up by the end of the summer. But we're trying it for this summer. The first episode of each month is going to be a traditional what's that smell you thinking again episode it'll be that longer length we'll talk about a topic in more detail uh we'll go into some further discussion that kind of thing a little bit broader <clears throat> except we won't do suggestions anymore at the end of them that'll shorten the episode a little but for the most part it'll still be a longer episode probably hour hour 10 length in total versus um every other episode we'll start doing them every week again so basically every sunday after that first sunday We'll di- we're going to dive into something kind of new. Uh, we were thinking of dubbing it Think Stink. Is that, is that correct, David? Are you still on board with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since that is literally a shorter version of our, the name of our podcast. Essentially, what Think Stink will be is essentially just every Sunday we'll come together and discuss a movie or maybe even a video game or a show, depending on how long the show is, if it warrants a small discussion. But the point is, it'll be a shorter, probably half an hour, 45-minute discussion on one specific thing, you know? It'll be less structured, more broadly. It'll be more specific to that thing. And every week, me and David will swap. So, like, David will pick it one week, I'll pick it one week. And we'll kind of, they'll be a little more digestible. They will be a little shorter episodes, something you could throw on quickly. But we, while still being able to make the What's That Smell You Thinking Again episodes that are longer and more <coughs> content-heavy, you know? Um, we felt this way would be kind of a decent way to approach both the long episodes and, you know, being able to continue doing the stuff we like to talk about. Uh, one more note about these Think Stink episodes is we will be doing suggestions for these. So this, uh, including the the uh, suggestions, it'll be around 45-minute episode. But we'll do suggestions for those episodes, but not do them for the 
longer What's That Smell You Thinking Again episodes so that we can kind of manage the length of both. So they'll be around similar lengths, but the What's That Smell You Thinking Again episodes will be longer and no suggestions versus the Think Stink, which will be shorter and with and including suggestions. We all on the same page? David, is that, is that clear? Do you, uh, do you, are you the one hearing this, so are you, am I being sensical? No, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. I think you yeah. put, it, put it well. Just want to make sure. All right. So but we'll start doing those through May, June, and July, and August. And by the end of August, we'll decide if we're going to continue doing that format or not or go back to the original. Anyways, without further ado, uh, we're going to hop into what the content of the episode is, which ironically is, again, about length because <laughs> we are thematic here. Um, but rather than talking about the length of the episodes, we're going to talk about the length of films because it it's kind of an odd topic to think about, especially when you're a casual moviegoer. When you go into a movie and you're like, man, I'm excited to watch this. Turns out it's two and a half hours. And you're like, wow, that is, not, that is way longer than I thought. And we've got to talk a little bit about length in general and how it can impact the viewing experience, if it's needed, how can you tell your story in the proper amount of time, all that good stuff. So David, are you ready to go? Yes, Connor, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. And of course, I'm going to bounce this question off to David. It's a very simple question, but I think it's one that we should address. And that is, of course, why make your film long to begin with? Like, why should you, like, in any way make an episode or make a movie longer than the, the average? What, what motivation? Well, usually when you have a lengthy film that eclipses say three hours i'd say is getting to be pretty long um the director or you know whatever the story may be um makes a decision to um tell 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 a story in in great lengths and detail um is is usually the, the 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 reason why um movies tend tend to be longer um they they the, they want the or i guess yeah the director has decided that they want specific elements um and, and details uh that you know would would take longer than than a normal uh movie length um i mean that's that's really just like in short why movies typically go long you know um they have a lot to say um and there's a lot of detail they want to show um and i suppose this could be best best emphasized um through through these long films and i'm not saying this can't be done in in shorter shorter length films i'm just saying uh it's it's much easier to do this in in longer films such as um a good comparison is justice league versus uh justice league snyder cut um, huge difference in, in length with those two films. Um, and, and you can definitely see, see why, if, if you've seen both of them, um, how much more detail goes into, um, the Snyder Cut versus just the normal, um, Ju Justice League film. Um, and, and typically, um, people seem to in, enjoy the Snyder Cut, um, for, for the, for the details, um, you know, put put it put into it that that just weren't weren't there in in the original. Um, also, you know, you can fit more scenes in in a longer film to you know fully flush out characters 
um, fully flush out uh, moments that aren't possible in shorter films due to the time constraints. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really the reason why, uh, movies tend to, tend to go long. What do you feel about that? Do you, do you like that? Like, what are your thoughts on long movies? Um, yeah, I, 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 I personally, I, I think it depends. <laughs> um, honestly, um, I, I kind of have to be in the, the right mood for a long film um and i think that can go for a lot of people since it's such a a time commitment like you're going to be sitting down for like what three plus hours you know watching this film right watching this film and uh you know most people like to watch their films in in one setting so um you know that's that's just like you know three four hours gone watching this film so um usually you know the director tries to make make it worth your while um and and typically you know it is if if done correctly um and and i think if it is done correctly um i think some of the best stories told some of the best films out there are long three plus hour movies um so I, I think I think it really just, in my opinion, depends on on how you're feeling, uh, and and if you're up for the up for the task. Because I think it really is um, quite quite the task to to watch a movie of of that monumentous length. Yeah, I get you. Um, real quick, like I'll bounce on both those questions real quick. Just some general thoughts. Like yeah, same boat. Kind of agree with just with what they were saying. When you're a storyteller, you want to be able to have that complete, you know, range of your vision. Be like, okay, I can explain everything that's going on. I can give every detail I want to give and develop the story in the most natural way possible. Whatever feels the most natural to my idea, you know? So I am 100% for people being able to 100% utilize and explore their vision, you know? I feel like so many films can feel crippled because they're way too short. Like, there's too much going on. Uh, and not enough content in the film to just to be able to explore that. So you have a film that feels really short, really rushed. Um, a great example that I could think of off the top of my head is Alita Battle Angel. Good movie, but I kind of wish it was longer because this world is so intu- like intuitive and there's so much stuff going on that I kind of wish it was longer so I could explore it more. There's a lot of details in there I kind of wish they could have gone into, into further. Versus a film like Lord of the Rings, which is extremely long, but I would I would have it uh, no other way because it is absolutely you know they're perfect and absolutely awesome. Like I think they capture that exactly what they're going for. Every detail they needed to cover is 100% covered in those films. I think they they manage it really well despite being freaking long as hell. So like I'm 100% for that. You know, like I'm like yes, let's encourage more longer films and be able to explore the full range of of a movie. You know. Am I 100%? Like, do I like super long films? I, as you said, it kind of depends. Like, I could, I'm fine with watch, with setting down three hours for a movie, but that is an extremely large commitment, you know? Like, that's sitting down and saying, okay, my, I have the next three hours that are devoted to this one film. And it's also kind of a risk because, unlike a shorter film, it's like an hour and a half, 
that if it sucks, you're like, well, I was a waste of an hour and a half, but I've got, you know, that's only an hour and a half. If it <clears> sucks, you've wasted three hours on something that sucks. Like, that's rough. And you don't want to be put in that position, you know? Like, there's you don't want to be sitting there for these three hours getting ripped off for the fact that you committed your three hours to watch something you didn't like, you know? And that risk is always there for anything, even the best movies. So, like, I understand that. It, it becomes one of those things where, like, do I want to sit down and attempt to throw, you know, attempt to take in this film that may or may not be good, or do I just take a hour-and-a-half-long film or two-hour film that doesn't feel as much of a time crunch or a time commitment, time void, I guess, but, you know, the risk doesn't feel as heavy for that, you know? <clears throat> um, granted, there's a lot of overthinking. This is only gets to the point when you're sitting there like, man, what should I watch? And you have the three hours, like, you debate doing this. Like, this isn't a very common debate to have, but it's something that I think we should all think about. Um, and now, kind of segueing into another question that I feel expands on this, is, like, do you think long movies are digestible to a mass audience, you know? Like, do you think people actually are down for longer films? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I definitely think that um, the general audience is down for those longer movies. Uh, Great examples, Lord of the Rings movies, uh, Star Wars movies, uh, Harry Potter movies, all pretty pretty long pretty dense uh films um and and yet people love them people turn to them you know time and time again um due to just their vast amounts of of lore and and, and storytelling uh in, in in those respective movies um which i, which I think is what what people like people people like that lore people like that that story um and and they they, they just become like an ingrained like classic films yeah, um, i mean like who doesn't want more you know like if you right. if you like something a lot you want as much of it as possible as possible you know exactly exactly um and these movies that i just mentioned are like epic tales like like they're they're films that span over you know multiple years um that that kind of just become a a phenomenon you know a cultural phenomenon um and uh you know it, it it's hard it's hard to tell um why this is um i i don't really know i've i've been i've been thinking about it for a while um like like the entire day um Wait, what, but uh, what question exactly um why these uh you know longer um cultural phenomenon movies such as lord of the rings or star wars gotcha. um or harry potter are are honestly just so beloved um well, by we so did many an entire episode talking about star wars um, we did we yeah, did we did uh, all the way back in january of 2021 Damn. Check out the episode. Yeah. It's pretty good. I, 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 mean, it is, I haven't listened to it since January of 2021, so like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Kind of, what do you think? Why, 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 why are these movies so? Why are these longer movies so beloved? Honestly, yeah. I mean, it's a good question, and of course, it comes down to the movies and specifically. But I also want to point out one thing before we answer that question directly. Let's talk. Let's talk about the top five highest-grossing films of all time. They are Avatar. Titanic, 
Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and I'm pretty sure the fifth one's Jurassic World or Force Awakens. One thing that ties all six of those movies together is they are all long. All of them. Like, they're all above two hours, and most of them significantly more. Uh, Specifically, Titanic, which was the highest grossing movie of all time until Avatar beat it, is, I think, almost four hours. It is long. All these movies are crazy long. So, like, clearly people like long movies. So that that is not a question. Like, I feel like, yeah, we don't have to worry about that being in question. But yeah, you're right. Like, why do cultural phenomenon movies like this kind of get big? Of course, it kind of depends on the movie. But I think it kind of comes down to, like, if you can create something that is so engaging for the entire length of its long runtime, you're basically getting that perfect film experience for a lot of people. Like, you've essentially created a full, you know, three-hour block period of pure enjoyment, you know? And the fact that you can promise more, especially with those franchises, you can promise more of that, that's, like, crazy exciting. That becomes a huge thing in and of itself. It's like sitting down to watch all three Lord of the Rings or, like, sitting down to watch all the Harry Potter movies. Despite it taking forever, it feels like a huge, you know, event, you know, because it is made to be like that, you know? It's made to take advantage of that full length of time to give you something that's really, really great and really, really unique, you know, to, to those people, you know? Like, let's take a three-hour movie that's not a franchise, like Drive My Car, as that is one we'll probably bring up a lot. That's not a franchise. That is one movie. So, like, as much as you love it, in the end, I feel it was never... It, not that it was trying to be, but it's not going to end up like a cultural phenomenon-esque long movie because it's just those three hours, and it's, you know, it is what it is. It's not promising something bigger, and it's not you know, taking full advantage of its long runtime by throwing in all these different, you know, cool moments and events and stuff that feels as big as its runtime, you know? That's not a critique. That is just a fact, you know? So, yeah. like, in the end, I feel like those th- those longer cinematic, you know, franchisey, big big budget, everybody loves movies, or not everybody loves, but, like, big budget, those kind of movies, are kind of ride on the fact that being long lets them take advantage of everything they can do that they want to do, I guess, in terms of providing entertainment. And people get hooked to that, you know? They'll be like, wow, this whole entire runtime is everything I want it to be. This is amazing, you know? Um, I think that also kind of illuminates some of the downsides, too, when you're like, if something's really long, and it, it can be good, but if there's a portion of the movie that does not balance out to that same, you know, the quality of the entire thing, you notice it. Because you've been there for so long, you're expecting continuous quality. When one thing is not as quality, it can pull you out of the situation. You know, it can pull you out of the experience. People are trying to break into this room. They're trying to silence me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it is rough. Like, I'll take one for an example. It's kind of long. Uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi has a very infamous portion of the movie that is not that, like, entertaining to a lot of people. It's that portion of the casino. That's, like, a big portion of the movie. But keep in mind, right? That like this movie is so long that stuff like that is going to is going to uh, be noticeable. Sorry about that. Suddenly the uh, they sent the feds after me and I had to stop recording. But okay, we're back. So yeah, um, to summarize, uh, in case the people listening uh, got confused after the break, um, I feel like the length does not impact like mass enjoyment. In the end, you know what's the quality of that content for people is only going to get multiplied by the length, you know? You get more content. 
So it's pretty exciting stuff from that perspective, you know? Well, again, at the same time, like, I don't think length equates enjoyment. Like, you can have a short movie and still enjoy it. Well, right. But it's, it's one of those things where, like, do you want a little bit of awesome or a lot of awesome, you know? If something's equal and awesome to somebody, in the end, someone's going to want the more awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I, I get it. I wouldn't say it's mutually exclusive. You know, it's not like one or the other. But looking at those trends, like the top six movies of all time being pretty long, is it's very evident, you know? Well, top six right. highest grossing, I should say. Not top six in quality. That's entirely subjective. But Right, right. And, and I think it's, like, really due to, like... Just how much, like, I guess, like, lore and content there is, I guess, are, are, are in these respective films. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of times, right. too, those movies are, like, the big deal movies. Like, Force Awakens and Endgame and Infinity War are all, like, big event movies, you know? Right, so, like, right. And carried I, with them, like, I, yeah. Alright, no problem. I didn't know if you had anything there. No. No problem. Alright, so then um bouncing it off. Um some so as a result, because a lot of films can get to get pretty lengthy and the ones that aren't necessarily the big action packed, crazy eventful films, the biggest critique that kind of is invited by movies that are uh, movies that are of this length is they become boring. That is a very, very common complaint that people throw at movies that are long. So I have to ask you this, David, uh, the question to you. Do you think it's valid to say that a movie um, that a movie that is long but is telling the, the full story, everything it wants to be tell, do you think of being boring as a valid criticism? Or do you think, or do you have any opinions on this? What do you mean? So like, a movie that fully flushes out everything well, the thing, right? and uh, that tells what it needs to tell is yeah, right. boring? Yeah, right. Like, do you think that, do you think that's a valid thing to say is a negative of the film? What do you think? Like, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, or am I, uh, am I throwing too much at you with this comment? No, you're not, you're not throwing too much at me. I'm just trying to, I guess, wrap my head around it. Because, mean? I don't know, from, from my point of view, when like a movie, or like even a show for that matter, you know, fully commits to to the story and what it's trying to tell you know like regardless of the length like i don't know i just, I just have to have some some respect in, in that matter so it's so easy just to to leave out different different elements and and uh themes that you know could have been present that they they could have done like you don't know how many times that i've just I've watched an anime or like read a manga that I'm like, you know, if they just, if they just spent a little bit more time, like flushing out this character or like flushing out this, this moment or scene, it, it could really just make the series so much better. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think in my opinion, that's boring. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to look at this through like a, a casual movie watcher's perspective and like I, I still don't necessarily think that 
having scenes that contribute to the overall story and characters make something boring. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I think, uh, here's, so here's why I hear it's the contrary I can explain here. So I think the big thing with long movies, right, is because they are so long, you've got to make sure that the entire length of the runtime is encapsulating, you know, the full excitement you can get from the movie, you know? Like, you, you want to be able to say that the entire time you were engaged, right? But when some on a part of a movie isn't as engaging as another part, or if you're not as into the story as the movie wants you to be, it can kind of feel like the movie's going on and on and on, and you're, you don't catch a break because it's so long, you know? So... Uh, with a lot of films that are really long, again, I'll point to Drive My Car because it's a very long and very easy one we can address. If people aren't on board with this movie, even though it's not, since it's not super eventful, yeah, like, it, it's a long movie that kind of, if you're not hooked on it, can kind of come off as boring. I think a lot of people who go into long films expecting either a short film or expecting, or a shorter film and ex- or expecting something else are going to end up seeing the length as a negative, you know? Okay. Especially when there's okay. that mentality that you do, where you're like, "Oh, they're taking full advantage of their rank, of their runtime," so obviously, you know, that's respectable. But okay, I, I I I see what you're saying now. Yeah, I, I I can. When you put it that way, yeah, I can see how how length can can be boring. Um, I, I don't really know why I wasn't thinking about this before. Um, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's I, a weird it's a weird approach, and I, I can't imagine you were expecting to get a question like that. So yeah, no. Um, and and I've definitely been a victim of this before. I've definitely like sat through movies where like, wow, when is this movie going to end? It's actually so boring. Um, yeah. No, I, <laughs> um, I know which one you have in mind, and it saddens me that you say that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, like okay. So coming at it from a different perspective, um. Yeah, like length length definitely can be be a factor um when when it comes to uh, again, like I think I think it depends on what what you want out of your your movie watching experience. Like when 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 you when you pick a movie and like you you know it's going to be long, like expect expect there to be some more like down time, like more like down scenes that focus more on character development. Um, or, you know, that it, the entire movie can just be character development, such as like drive my car, um, which for like a casual movie watcher or like someone who just isn't as invested from the get go could, can really just struggle through this movie. Um, because if if you're just not invested, like that's that's the thing about long movies is that like if you're not invested from the beginning, you're going to hate the experience like throughout the entire thing because it really just it really just involves you liking the the premise um, from from the beginning, um, and and that's that's kind of the the hard part about these long movies is that. They have to get your attention, um, and and that's why you know these big blockbusters you know do so well. It's it's really a boom or bust kind of thing, like mm-hmm. like Avatar, Titanic, or, or Star Wars, or, or the Rings. Like they get your attention from the get go, and they carry it throughout. Um, 
and you know these are long movies so they have to do that if if they want you know you to enjoy the entire experience um i don't know that's that's what i think connor any thoughts yeah i mean absolutely i think that's that's pretty much exactly the thought i'm on like in the end it it's a risk and reward kind of situation you you trade off a level of i guess you 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 leave out a level of digestibility when you pick something really long but at the same time uh it promises you more content in the best and worst ways you can get a ton of you can get a ton of you know character development or you can get a ton of padding and downtime it's completely up to you or it's completely up to the movie so like yeah it's a trade-off you gotta you kind of have to go in with that mentality that like okay there's a risk that this movie could be a lot of padding um or it could be a full completely utilized experience there's a lot of trade-off when it comes to that um so um i have to pose another question and that is of course do you think there's a solution to this extremely long runtime causing people to find it boring is this solution possibly making a film a miniseries I'm not talking about a show but i mean a miniseries like a one not meant for more than one season just a long story broken up into episodes something like you know uh the snyder cut or like wandavision for example though that one's a little more tv show-esque but essentially the mini series in the sense of it is just a collection of episodes that make up one long story is this the solution to that do you, dave what do you think what, what are your thoughts on a mini series as a as a response to length um i think that mini series can help a film be more digestible um to an audience um i i think a lot of uh film creators and a lot of companies recognize how profitable these like massive long movies can be um and you know we're definitely seeing more and more mini series um over just like long movies like like dune i i feel like dune is like one of the only like modern like like examples of like a, a, a long movie um that like came out in theaters right <clears throat> that isn't a marvel movie um yeah that, that isn't a marvel movie right um and i think i think nowadays we're getting more of those uh mini series um that that make those long movies uh easier to watch more digestible um and, and i just think as people are getting busier and busier uh, with their lives um i certainly think it helps um because you know you can watch an episode uh take a break come back to it um and you don't feel like you're you're pausing in the middle i mean technically you are pausing in the middle um but you, you don't feel that guilt of like oh man i I paused in the middle of this film and, and now I'm, I'm now I'm coming back to it. Um, like pausing in the middle of a scene or something like that, that can be, that can be kind of annoying rather than like a mini series where there's like that intentional break in between the episodes. Um, that's certainly like, okay, if I stop here, you know, that's okay. Cause I'll, I can just pick it up um, in the next episode. Um, it, it, it takes, it takes the hybrid 
of uh, the movie and in the in the show uh, genres um, respectively and taking the best elements of them. So I, I certainly think that uh, many series um, are, are a good way of digesting these longer films. Right. I think another thing we have to address with this too is when when a lot of people watch long films, a lot of the time especially the really long ones, the longer than three hour ones, people tend to watch in intervals anyway. Uh, I feel this is a good time, of course, to bring up the legendary film Satin Tango. If you do not, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but uh, I haven't seen it. The point is, this film is seven hours long. It is long, but it is also considered a phenomenal all-timer film. So this begs the question of how do you approach a film like this? Because it's seven hours long. That is long, but way to do it and a lot of people tend to break it up and put it into multiple segments of viewing and of course that is basically what a mini series is you take a movie and break it into sort of episodic format but it's still a movie in total you know if you put all those episodes right next to each other it doesn't feel like a show it feels like a movie so like yeah like that that approach is definitely valid in a, in a way to manage a longer length like if you have a film that you're looking at it and you're going, man, the only way I can tell the story satisfyingly is if I make it five hours long, do you necessarily want to make it a film or would you rather break it down to a miniseries and be a little more digestible, you know? You could be like, okay, since people would watch this movie in parts anyway, does it make sense just to give them designated stop points? Because like you said, David, you don't want to be watching a movie and then feel guilty that you stopped and then have to go do something else. But if the movie kind of does that for you and gives you those stopping points it feels a little less like you're giving up on the movie and more the movie's giving you a moment to breathe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you sure it's the Assassin's Tango? I'm sorry? Are you sure it's the Assassin's Tango? No, Satin Tango. S-A-T-I-N-T-A-N-G-O. Oh, Satin Tango. One word. Sorry. I didn't want to say its name too much because I was going to mispronounce it. It might not even be pronounced that way. But the point is that that movie's long. But, like... That people consider that an amazing movie. Do you necessarily want to, you know, do you want to alienate all your audience by making that long? Or do you just sit and break it up into, you know, sit down and take breaks throughout it? Either way, you're still getting the full experience of the movie. Um, other thing I feel like they need to bring up is back in the day, you know, all the way back when, the old golden days, um, movies, t- especially musicals, tended to be a lot longer. Like, when you look at classical musicals, you know, like West Side Story and uh, and uh, uh, Sound of Music and Fiddler on the Roof, these movies are, like, three hours, four hours long. They're really freaking long. But they have intermissions. I think the idea of the intermission is almost the predecessor to the miniseries, in a way, you know? Like, once you threw an intermission in your film, it's saying, like, okay, here's a breather. Now you have a, a designated break, you know? Um, not necessarily say the movie's bad. Like, giving a break from a movie shouldn't be a sign that the film is bad. But it's a sign that you're like, hey, this movie's friggin' long. You don't necessarily need to watch it in one sitting. You get that breather. Um, and I think especially for movies that are a little bit more, I, I would say, a little less consistently engaging, and a little more, you know, up and down periods of excitement, I think those, um, those what's it called, uh, intermissions are really helpful for that, you know? Um, but we don't really see many inter- intermissions anymore, David. <laughs> I noticed that, like, we don't really get them. Uh, why do you think that is, David? Why don't we get intermissions anymore? Intermissions. Um, well, 
we really got them uh, during uh, those those musicals, like like you mentioned. Um, and I feel like that's only because it's it's a formatting thing. Um, well, if if you if you go there. to like, what was that? There are movies that do it too, like non-musical movies, like Barry Lyndon right. has a has a uh, intermission, and that's not a musical. Right, 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 right. Um, but I, I think okay. To correct myself, um, it, it it's more of an it's more of an older movie kind of thing. Um, only because I. And, and I think this is this is the reason because um, movies were trying to follow the I guess the theater kind of way like a lot of uh, musicals and plays um, that were performed live had those um, in intermission since they would go on um, for quite some time um, so so would operas too um, they, oh, they'd yeah, go operas on would be like six seven hours sometimes they got right days. right. They, they, they'd go on for a long time um, and, and you'd have those intermissions um, and breaks in between. Um, and, you know, recently that's kind of fizzled out um, as, as movies have kind of separated themselves from um, the live theater uh, medium, I guess. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think that's kind of just why. That's a good point. Um, I, I don't think there is really any other reason. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, I hadn't thought about that, but, like, yeah. Um, when movies started becoming a thing, I think a lot of the time people couldn't really conceptualize what a movie was supposed to be, like what it, what was the point, you know? So that's why it connected itself so much to theater because theater was the closest thing to a movie that existed, you know? So like as time went on, you know, you got like the fifties and sixties, yes, films were starting to take advantage of their film format, but for the most part, people, some, a lot of times, especially when they got long, couldn't really quite differentiate a film from a theater production aside from you watch it on a screen so like i think that connection to the theater and the way it's formatted was like the only way to kind of introduce people to that you know and of course like you said as time has gone on we've been able to identify what a movie is you know what it what it represents so that's why you don't get as many intermissions in godfather and you know eventually of course endgame there is no there is no intermission in endgame um, I, think the, I think the movie, the people who make movies also kind of acknowledge that now you can trust the audience won't get bored, you know? Like, back in the day, maybe it wasn't as trustworthy, but now you could say, like, people aren't going to get bored at Endgame unless you don't really know what's going on. So, like, right. in the end, like, I think there's that, that there's that safety net. The safety net's not needed, you know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> so bouncing a little guys a little more specifically to the the uh mini series because it's in this episodic format david do you think that that format is beneficial or do you think there might be some downsides what what's your thought to the episodic approach to a film rather than a show like the mini series type approach um could you could you clarify that question a bit more sure no, i got you so like uh, when when you make a miniseries, right, it's not just one intermission. You've created stopping points in your story for breaks to happen when you go from point A to point B, you know, if you go from episode one to episode two of this miniseries. But it's still the same one long continuous story. Um, sometimes they're made to have those breaks, but a lot of the time, like, it's the, it's the continuous story. They're, they're not created to have breaks. They just are breaks. 
So do you think that format is beneficial to the telling of the story? Do you think that can come with some downsides by literally cutting up the story into bits? Like, what do you think? Yeah, um, I definitely think that uh, from, from a storytelling perspective, um, there honestly isn't too much benefit, in, in my opinion. Um, but from an advertising perspective, I think there is a lot of profit in that. Um, take 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 WandaVision, for example. Um, it, it, it came out on a weekly basis, um, which gave people anticipation to look towards or look forward to uh, that next episode um, because usually the episodes would leave off on like some sort of cliffhanger um, definitely made to have those breaks like it was right it was meant to be like that a show right right it, it was meant to be like that and um, I think a lot more miniseries um, today are are trying to to do that format um that 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 episodic you know come out on a weekly basis kind of thing to kind of uh build up that hype um i, I don't know kind of would, would you consider like the mandalorian to be like a miniseries no, that's a show. like it has multiple seasons so maybe book of boba fett maybe because that's not meant to have a second season but even then like i don't know i think miniseries starts i, know, to I mean like uh go ahead I don't know. It's 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 weird to think that like, so just because it has a second season, like, therefore it's a, a show. Well, yeah, because it's right. made. I mean, to have I mean you could think of like, like it's made to have a second season. That's not a sh- movie then. Like, I mean, you can call like a sequel, kind of like a. Well, yeah, but, but that's, I don't know. Like that, that's not the same thing though, because this the second season is still the same show. It's not like you know, Avengers Endgame is Avengers 1 more. It's not that. It's an entirely different thing. Like, entirely, in the end. Like, it's half the time it's even directed by a different guy. Like, I think... I mean, I guess <clears throat> shows can be as well. I don't know. It's that... I just doesn't really feel See, like, like Lord thing. of the Rings... The Rings is a continuation, like, from each... Well, yeah, sure. Uh, movie to- but in the end, like, the show format is, like... It's made to... It, I guess the best way to say it is... It's made to have more tag-ons, you know? It's made so that, like, in the end, even if the fourth season or whatever doesn't happen, like, it could still satisfy on its own. You know, it's still a series. There are some of those cliffhanger endings, but, like, it's still, each season is self-dependent, you know? With film series, especially Lord of the Rings, they build into one another a little, sure. But in the end, like, it's not meant to have anything else. You can't just add a sequel to, like, Lord of the Rings. You just can't. You kind of can. It's made to be that way. With a lot of shows, it's just not, like, it's not formatted that same way, you know? Um, I, I'll admit, it gets a little weird because it's this is when you're starting to kind of cram the definition of miniseries into the definition of a show. And they're not the same thing. A miniseries is meant to be done by the end. You don't get a second season of a miniseries, just like you don't get a second, you don't usually get a sequel to a movie unless it was made to have a sequel, you know? Like, unless, or I guess they cram one in. But like a story, 
should begin and end at the end of that miniseries. The shows kind of invite more because you you have more seasonal type stuff. It's made I don't know it's yeah it's a really weird kind of cramming when you compare the two, um, or you try to say if a miniseries is like a show or if a show is like a miniseries, it kind of becomes like a car crash. <laughs> you're just kind of like watching. You're like man, everything's just coming together. I can't tell which one was the original car anymore. Right. Um, I don't know. I, this whole to summarize my point on this because at this point it's become a mess I think a miniseries should be more self-contained I think a show is made to be more than one you know season and that kind of breaks what a miniseries should be a miniseries is just episodic movie it is not made for anything more you know yeah yeah, but yeah, I guess. But I guess I guess maybe this would be more of a, a movie can be self-contained and still, you know, lead towards a sequel. Well, yeah, Just, but I feel those ones aren't the films that are going to be made in the miniseries. You know, like those ones are movies that are having spin. You know, the sequels built in for them. You're not really trying to decide for yourself, you know, maybe I should make this movie into a miniseries when you're planning another movie, you know? If you were planning another miniseries connected to your miniseries, that just becomes a show. Like, that's a show. You've made a second season for your show. Like, a miniseries should just be a movie that's cut up. Like, that should be the baseline idea. If it's to be considered that, you know? Like... I, I think the definition needs to be brought into question when you're planning this out, you know? Yeah. I feel like there's like a yeah. big portion of our listeners who just don't give a crap about this conversation, <laughs> about that point. Like, we're sitting here talking about what makes a miniseries, and they're sitting there just like, get on to the next point, you bumps. Right. <laughs> like, nobody cares. Maybe this this episode will be, the, it'll be what inspires people to be like, I'm excited for those shorter episodes. <laughs> So I will throw out another question for you. If should there be an option? Because now I want to bring up a director that I've been really getting into recently, but who's done something that no other director that I've heard of has done. And that's Igmar Bergman. Igmar Bergman, for a couple of his movies, and I'll point out Scenes from a Marriage, because that's my favorite. Scenes from a Marriage has two different versions. There is the three-hour film, and then there is a five-hour miniseries. It is the same movie, but the miniseries has more. It's a five-hour version of the three-hour thing. Like, the three-hour movie is contained within that five-hour miniseries, but the miniseries has more. But they're, they're two separate things. You get the movie version and the miniseries version. Those are two separate interpretations of the story that are ultimately, like, the entire story. It's just one is shorter a film and one is longer as a miniseries. So, David, I want to ask you this. Do you think, for movies that tend to get longer, do you think there should be the alternative to have a sh- miniseries version to fully explore <clears throat> it like if you've got that five hour story that you're telling and you're like okay maybe i can't make this a movie should you cut it down to make it a movie length and then have the five hour version be a miniseries what, what do you think about this alternative yeah um i i i, I don't know if it's it's necessary um i i certainly think that it it helps um for for those who struggle to 
sit through, you know, that five hour. You said, you said, how long is the movie? Five hours? Uh, the three movie, hours? The movie is three hours. The, the yeah. miniseries is five. Yeah. For, for someone who, who struggles to get through uh, three hour movies, um, it, it's somehow easier to get through that five hour uh, miniseries. Um, just got those episodic breaks mentioned before. Right, 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 right. Um, and I mean, like, obviously that makes sense, but just like saying it, like, it, it doesn't really make sense in theory. Like, wouldn't something be easier to that's three hours versus five hours? But like, really, when you think about it, it's like the five hour one is easier. Um, I don't really know why I said that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, anyways, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think it, yeah, like I said, it, it helps um, for those who can't sit through a long movie um do i think that it's something that will become more and more popular i don't know um when you were talking even around in the 60s so if it hasn't caught on it's probably not going to catch on you know yeah i mean the only like modern day example i can think of um something okay if if we're going off of the i don't know okay Snowpiercer. It's a movie, but it's also a show at the same time. That one's weird, though. Um, I think that one's a show um, adaptation of the movie. Like, it's they made a show with the same premise as the movie. I don't think yeah is the full version of the movie. I think it's just an adaptation. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was the, kind of the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about that in particular. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's a definitely an idea that's not as common right now. Because, like, I, there really aren't that many modern examples. Like, I can't think of any on top of my head. But, like, it's an idea that I think should be brought up more because that's a great way to approach a story like this. Like, if you have a story that is kind of way too long to be a film, but you don't necessarily want to create it as a miniseries, you could, you could include it as both. Like, you could cut out bits of the story that you feel may not be as necessary and create a movie version, but then be like, hey, here's the full version of the movie in its whole five-hour glory or however long. Here you can choose for yourself which version you prefer. And then it's still ultimately a movie because it is the full experience and it's only cut up by these little episodic breaks. It's not meant to have a sequel, so it's not a show. And it's not like each episode is its own little self-contained blip. Like, it is definitely continuation and the same story. But, like, if you, you... You could still call it a movie, but you could also go to that three-hour version or however short the, the cut-down version is and be like, this is just a movie. There are no breaks. It is the movie. So I think it's a, it's a good alternative, I think. I think more movies... More directors should try that. That's an interesting idea, you know? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I guess the best... The, the closest thing is almost the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Like, that's the closest thing to it, where you have the movie version, which is that the Joss Whedon one, and then you have the one that's more episodic and long. They aren't the same movie, but, like, it's the closest thing we've got to it. And hell, it succeeded, so yeah. maybe maybe we'll get more of them in the future. We shall see, we shall see. So, I have to ask you this question. One more final thing. It's a very broad wrap-up topic I think we can talk about. Is of course, we've been talking about <clears> the shows like the actual TV shows with all the different seasons and stuff that was never made to be a movie. Do you, th- this is going to be a touching upon a topic that I w- considered doing for an episode, but I ultimately think we should talk about it here. And that is, do you think 
you can tell your movie story in a show format and get that same level of success you know like rather than being just a one long story or one long story broken up in episodes it's a full you know large show experience with multiple seasons planned out or each episode being its own little story that you could watch and get its own get get your idea of the experience without it feeling like it's an abrupt start and end you know it's each episode is an episode you know what do you do you, what do you think david you're approaching a show versus a movie do you think actually i shouldn't say that do you think someone recreating a story that is very very long do you think making it into a show is an ideal format to change it to or do you think it should stick as a movie if you planned it to be a movie what do you think yeah i mean absolutely i, I definitely think that um making making a show instead of a movie is very profitable um popular um and i think that um directors can take advantage of that show format very easily um and and can can make an an epic show that's on par with uh movies and i think a very easy example we can turn to um are like all the marvel like disney plus shows that we have been getting like loki uh falcon winter soldier moon knight hawkeye um all these shows that you know i think individually could have all been movies easily um but no instead they they turned to a a more show format um that i think for disney turns out to be very profitable um since like so many people enjoy like staying at home you know watch watching a show you know you could you could you could, uh, you know, it could be like, hey, did you watch that that new new Moon Knight episode? And be like, oh yeah, I watched that new episode. That was so awesome. You know, like, like it allows you to talk with other people about the most recent episode, and uh, it really, I guess, carries word of mouth longer. Since like, if you watch, if it's like a movie, right? It, it's in theaters for like actually about the same time as as a show's uh runtime i'd say since like a movie's in the theater about like what like one to two months right yeah, usually six to eight weeks um yeah so a show usually goes for like six to eight episodes on disney plus so it, like for for hype wise i mean it's 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 almost the same maybe even more um since since people are gonna always be talking about um that show while like a movie throughout its runtime kind of dies out after like the first or second weekend um it's in theaters um so definitely um it's extremely profitable as as i as i explained um also like we're seeing um directors take advantage of said uh opportunities by having these cliffhangers or um being able to fully flush out uh characters since like when uh, uh you know you're you're in a movie you only have a, 
I mean, obviously you can make a, a really long movie, but um, most movies are, I'd say, like an hour and a half to two hours. You only really have that time to, to flush out and explore all the characters while in a show setting. You obviously have way more time to explore um, who that character is, their motivation, stuff like that. Instead of like two hours, you now have like eight to like completely explore who that character is and what they want. So to answer your question, Connor, yes, absolutely. I think turning a movie into a show format works on so many levels, profitability, storytelling-wise. Um, in a lot of ways, it, it's definitely um, superior, but um, of course, I'm not knocking out knocking off uh movies i mean obviously there's there's some merit to to that film experience that you just can't get in a show format and i'm of course now going to take the other side because that's how we do things here but yeah like i agree like you, there's some very valid points but here's the, the i think the first thing we got to address is you can make an eight-hour movie as you mentioned before so like you have eight hours in length you could you could take as in a show to approach character development and growth and stuff you can do that in a movie you absolutely can and it's just the point of this whole discussion is what do we do with this eight hour movie um i think breaking it into a show comes with a lot of risks and the biggest to me is those episodes because every episode is expected to be entertaining every episode is supposed to be which kind of comes to that downside is you as a writer now have to make sure that each time that your episode ends, there needs to be content in that episode to ver- to validate it being an episode, you know? In a movie, it's fine when you have a longer portion of downtime because that's what the movie demands. As a show, if you've got like three episodes of interesting content and then you get to one episode that's just talking, that's going to be really jarring and you're going to hate watching that episode and could even throw your entire opinion off for the entire show because it feels like it grinded your progress to a halt of the show and change the drastic change the tone drastically in a movie that's not necessarily true because a movie isn't meant to be you know confined to a certain length so like if there's a slow point in the movie that's just the that's just where the story's going that's natural you know it doesn't have to worry about okay this portion of the movie is going to be the episode is it doesn't have content you don't have to worry about that because there are no episodes in a movie i think you get that risk that it can get really rough in an episodic storyline. And this is, of course, uh, a problem with both a miniseries and a show. You risk that. Like, if your movie isn't nonstop content, uh, or at least nonstop content enough so that each time you cause a break, there's content in that break. If you don't do that, you run the risk of now having a dead-end episode that everyone hates. And no one wants that, you know? Um, I think that's a risk that only a show can have or at the very least the movie's version of that risk is not necessarily as heavy as it would be for a show um i in my opinion i think that's a really big risk you're running another thing that i kind of uh would be hesitant to adapt a movie into a show or or not i shouldn't say movie but adapting your story that is long into a show is that what you're adapting may not necessarily be formatted to be something that is digestible like that like here's the example i'm trying to think of right is like when you go into a show right you're expecting a certain format to a show you want like something overarching an end point i guess to feel like the episodes are building to something you want 
you know, each episode to have its own little arc, I guess you could say, or something in that episode that, if not, if it isn't resolved, it's at least addressed, you know? You want the episode to feel like it's a complete mini-story, you know? Even if it's building up to something else. Um, I, But in the end, with a, show, with a movie, right, you're breaking up a story that is meant to be building up over a long period, right? So, like... If, unless you formatted your show in a specific way so that, like, there is always an overlooming story, but there are ups and downs within that story that fit naturally into episodes, a lot of the time it'll feel like you've cut up a story that isn't meant to be cut up, <clears throat> and it feels like that. It feels like puzzle pieces that are all separate. So you get, like, looking at the image of the puzzle piece, you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And then you connect them and you go, okay, now I know what I'm looking at. But, like, when you're looking at them on their own, it's not much. That's kind of the vibe that you can kind of run into with movies. Like, it's something that I often worry about with shows. Is I'm like, is this going to be a full experience? Or am I going to watch an episode and go, wow, this didn't make me feel much because I don't get the end point. The show that I want to point to that did this wrong was His Dark Materials. That show was so built to have a second season that, like, or to have more to it. That there were episodes where I'm like, you don't learn anything here because it was meant to learn it later. You're, you, 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 you're given these puzzle pieces that just don't mean anything. So, like, maybe if, like, the episode didn't end, like, I'd be fine with that because I'm like, okay, we're still going. We're not over yet. So I'm expecting that, that end. But then when the episode ends, you go, okay, now I have an episode that's beginning and end that didn't educate me. I didn't learn anything new. It was just stuff, you know? I think that risk is pretty is something that I think kind of comes into play with shows that movies don't often run into. You get what I mean? I'm just talking to you for yeah. a while, um, which is against the critiques of people who are telling me I should stop talking. But um, what do you think? I mean, I, I I understand your 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 side of the of the situation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't really have debate. much to. I just wanted to point that out. Like, I'm, this isn't the movie and TV debate. I just wanted to share my side. No. Um, and of course. Yeah. I mean, no. I. I... Uh, bouncing to a show, like a show that was made to be a show, because I was I was talking under the impression that your movie was being made into a show. If you're making a story and you've got a really long story to tell, and you're like, you know what? Let's format this and make it a show. Then all of your pluses come back into play because you're like, okay, now it's a show. It's made to have beginning and ends to each episode, like this is the way it's formatted, now it's a show, you don't have to worry about it feeling necessarily not quite right. Um, I think when you're writing a long, long story or something that has a lot of moving parts, you've got to address what's the most important, you know? You've got to address what do I want my audience to take away? Do I want them to take away the overarching story and uh, overarching story and events, or do I want them to take in the more the, the, the self-contained story and the moments within that story that happen naturally continuing after one another. Like, you've got to decide what format's going to work best. If cutting up the story is going to hamper it, don't make it a show. But if it's a story that kind of lends itself to smaller, more episodic events, i.e. Avatar or something, Avatar Last Airbender, then you get that could work better because Avatar's episodes, while building up to something, are self are both independent they're very self-dependent episodes every show can be like that um but then you got a movie like let's say you know avengers endgame imagine an episode of, of a show where the 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 end the, the portion actually i'll pick infinity war because i just watched that 
Imagine a show where the episode is just the stuff that happens with Captain America and the stuff that happens with Guardians. That's the episode. Like, that's that doesn't really feel right because one, you've neglected a larger portion of the story, and two, that they don't have a natural start and end because it's not over yet. Like, they were gonna cut back to that, but now you've created an endpoint, and that just completely throws off the tone. You could trust that the next episode's gonna answer your questions, but it didn't resolve anything. So it feels just like a portion of a movie you've thrown out into a show. Um, and like, that's what, that's what his Dark Materials did, and I didn't like that. Like, it felt like there was no natural end to everything. It was just stuff happening, you know? Yeah. That's all. You don't have anything to add to that statement? I don't. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, so let's let's focus back let's let's throw away some of the facades of talking about each individual type of storytelling let's just focus on you as a storyteller david when you have a story that you want to tell and it has a lot a lot of content you you know it's going to be long what do you think as a recommendation to others and you approach how you'd approach the situation what would you do how would you approach developing this story? What is your first thought? What would you do? Well, um, of course, I, I, I just want to focus on um, just like what I want to say um, and how I want to develop those those characters that I have. Um, and I, I think I think that would be, you know, my first and foremost. Um, so it just depends on like what I'm going for with said story. Like if I'm if I if, I, if I'm going for a more, um, you know, it's like you know who cares, you know, what happens kind of thing. Um, I I I'll probably choose like a, a movie format. Um, as, as like the film wouldn't be focused as much on, you know, individual character development, um, and rather just like the movie having the, the movie itself is having just a, a good time, um, all around, um, versus like me wanting to focus more on characters and, and theme and, and stuff like that, then I might go with the movie uh, miniseries route. Um, I think it just ultimately depends on like what I want to focus on more. And I think that the fact that there are so many different options available um, in, in, in the genre, I guess not really the genre, the medium itself, um, I think I think is amazing since it opens so many doors um, to, to so many artists like you can create a film, you can create a movie miniseries, you can create a show, you know, huh. um, so many the, options. The hosts, of, um, the hosts of a media-centered podcast like Media, huh? <laughs> that, is, that is true, David. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. It really just depends on what I want to go for. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get you. Um, it's a good. It's good to understand what you're building up to, what your what your story is entailing before you decide if it's going to be a show, a movie, or a miniseries. And in the end, I don't think 
there's a wrong I know there is a wrong choice I guess for your story but there isn't a bad approach like a mini series has its points a long movie has its points and a show has its points I think it comes down to what you want to tell and how you want to tell it and if you feel that this decision needs to be answered in a you know it need, you need to be comparing all these things you know some people know your movie's gonna be a movie regardless of the length it is going to be a movie and that it should be a movie then you know don't don't change it because you're worried about the length i should say in the end change it um depending on what you feel the story needs to be adapted to you know but yeah. uh anything else sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there no i wasn't saying anything but yeah um that's the last point i have to say on that anything else you would like to add david any more comments about this whole topic in general um i don't think so yeah i i, I think i think i car i kind of car crashed a couple of my ideas together um but that's okay you know um i think that's the risk you got to take with longer episodes of anything you know sometimes you gotta you gotta try to adapt your ideas in the, the way that feels most satisfying and occasionally they crash it's all right you'd think that we hadn't been doing long episodes forever <laughs> um but yeah um anything else you want to add david anything any any general comments before we close up here um i do not i think i think we uh wrapped it up pretty nicely very epic very epic and as mentioned before we won't be doing any suggestions this episode um that being said next week we'll have another episode for you we'll be we'll do our smaller you know our think stink episodes will be a little more focused on one thing um of course we won't be telling you what we have what we're going to be doing we'll let you guys kind of be there to experience it with us you know you'll see on sunday what we talk about um but i'm excited to try the new format out let us know what you think um obviously so the next uh what's that smell you're thinking again will be the first episode of june but for now um we'll just be hopping off here thanks for listening as always really appreciate you guys coming in and checking in seeing how we're doing and i hope this new format is a little more digestible i know a lot of people are having some problems with our formats they didn't like that our episodes were longer than uh than the movie itself uh, which is not true but you never know we were, we were pushing it but, <laughs> um, check us out on instagram what's that spelling is what are you thinking again for any updates if we ever have anything we have to tell you guys we'll tell you through there because david decided content is for losers um i've been connor this has been David, and thank you to listening. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle David. Well, that's what you thinking again. <laughs>